Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile gaming review program. I am Tice. And I'm Sam. Each week, we challenge each other to a new mobile game. And last week, actually several weeks ago, because we were kind of late, I suggested Sandship Crafting Factory. Crafting Factory! A.K.A. Sandship The Last Engineer. So this has to be like one of those SEO things because in the game store, in in the game store, no, in the Apple App Store and in the Google Play Store, it says Sandship colon Crafting Factory. But if you open up the game, the main title card says Sandship The Last Engineer. That definitely sounds like an SEO measure. They're trying to totally. capture people searching, looking for crafting factory games. Right. Yeah. Um, if you if you look for factory games, like this is going to pop up. So Sandship Crafting Factory or Sandship The Last Engineer is a 2021 game from Rockbite Games. 20? It's this year? This year. Okay. First of many surprises. Carry on. And they are an Armenian game company based in Armenia. Checks out. Yep. Another game that they have made previously is called, let's see, I think it's called like Deep, Deep Is it like an ocean game? Deep Town. No, it's like a cave (laughs) sort of like mining game. Okay. Uh, But yeah, so Sanship Factory is their latest game. And let me read you the Apple App Store description, Tice. Please do. From the developers of Deep Town, Sandship is a factory management game set in a post-apocalyptic sci-fi universe. You control the last remaining Sandship, a gigantic, artificially intelligent megafactory which roams across the endless deserts of a faraway planet. Noranti-1 was a highly advanced civilization. That's odd time to bring it up. After an accident forced your Sandship into hibernation, it awoke in a world of ruins. Join us on a journey to rediscover forgotten technologies. Forge a better tomorrow through crafting and trade, and fight a vicious cult hell-bent on your destruction. Unlock the secrets of this cryptic land on board your incredible sandship. Hmm. There's much more. Oh, that's there's it. lots of text. Oh, there's yeah. a lot more? Okay. How there's far in are you? That's one out of four paragraphs, and oh. that was the shortest paragraph. Oh. Okay. But yeah. Uh, oh, no, there's more. There's like even bullet points <laughs> on the features. Let me, Wait, let so me recap. Read. Go on. Yeah, let me just read you the first sort of blurb of features. Good go- um, good idea. Yes. Yeah. Engineered for fun, Colin. Free to play. Design a futuristic assembly line for automated crafting. Produce everything from simple items to otherworldly technology. Place more devices to create increasingly complex materials. Trade what you make for credits, XP, and crates containing ancient knowledge. Kind of sound like loot boxes. Okay, yeah. Upgrade your sand ship size to mythic proportions. Maximize your credits to buy buildings, devices, and decorations. Develop holographic blueprints to get your to get creative with your setups. Solve factory floor puzzles and share your own. So all of this sounds really, really good. So I don't I know. Agree. Have you ever have you ever played like a factory assembly simulation game before? A while ago. Um, but the idea behind that is pretty cool. You know, you put things together and then, you know, you need to have things assembled in a certain manner to move forward. Like, I mean, the mechanics of that are pretty familiar. Right. Um, so there's a, there's a really popular game that's been around for maybe like about four years now. No, maybe like more. It's got to be like around five, six, seven years. Okay. Maybe five years. It's called Factorio. So Factorio, um, I think it's like made by uh, a Swedish team. Of course it is. Might have of been course. like one or two people that actually made the game. It got insanely popular on Steam and is one of those like indie games that um, really took off. 
But in Factorio, you know, it's kind of like a top-down game where you form an assembly line, right? Like you have to mine the raw materials, but then it goes on this like assembly belt and it goes through the first machine, which then takes the raw materials into like... It's refined or something. A, a little bit more refined form. So it okay. takes like the iron ores and it changes into like iron the ingots. beams or something. Oh, okay. Right. Right. And then like it takes that iron ingots and then you put in another machine that you have to like research and develop and you put in there and it takes those iron ingots into like rods or something like that. And then from there, you can make it into plates. And then from plates, you can make it into like objects, right? Like one of the first things you make is maybe like uh, a metal box that you can store things in. And then that will then lead to like more technologies and more ways to like get other resources and build more machines. And, you know, you the goal is like to create like this automated factory where you can mine resources. And ultimately, like I think the game allows you to make weapons and like ships and all that stuff. Right. Oh, wow. That really picks up. I guess in the beginning, it, it's pretty basic. And then as you kind of learn more, it gets more complicated, but probably more fun even. Right. So this game has a lot of that spirit in it. And when I saw screenshots of this game, I was pretty excited because like, you know, Factorio is one of those games where you can spend like hours on your computer and just, you know, develop like the perfect way to like mine resources, set up your, your factory so that it's all set appropriately. And, you know, you have it just sort of go, right? Well, these sort of games can be very rewarding, like quite literally, right? Like as you're building more things that get more complicated, but you need to keep mining like that, that to me sounds pretty appealing to like a lot of people that play mobile games or just gaming in general. Um, right. So I can see why that was popular. And I think like this, you know, mobile games hasn't had a lot of opportunities to have a lot of these sim games, right? Like if you, even if you think about games like StarCraft, right? Which I think like that genre heavily influenced games like Factorio to be made where kind of like a real-time strategy. You're putting stuff down, getting resources, and then you're making units out of those resources, right? If you think about games like that, like there hasn't been a really good representation of those kind of games on mobile. Surely it's because it's complex. I mean, I've played a lot of games like that in the past, particularly things like Age of Empires, where you'll start in a really basic age with basic implements and not many people, and you need to work your way up to a more advanced age where you can do a lot more. But the thing about that is you've you've got a mouse and a keyboard, you know, which right. I think are pretty critical for these things. It's there are some games that I'm not sure whether the concept translates well. Like trying to play The Sims on a console it is really hard, I think, compared to the dexterity of, of a mouse and keyboard and, and what, what we're used to. Maybe I'm just old. But no, my I, initial I instincts agree. is like maybe maybe mobile gaming, maybe it's just difficult not only to put the level of detail into a teeny tiny little screen, which is something we'll probably talk about, but also the the amount of actions you need to do and where you need to look uh, on a smaller device, I, I find difficult in general, you know, trying sure. to translate those games. So I just, I wonder sometimes whether it's even worth it, you know, like I think we've, we've talked about a couple of games now where like translating from even a, a, a tablet format down to phone is, can be difficult for the user to sort of, I don't know, have a good time and feel like it's, it's you know, quote unquote, easy to play. Yeah, and I agree. And I think like that's where making it into a mobile game really has to come into play, right? Like I don't think a mobile game is ever going to be really good if you just simply port over what the you direct get port. On. I mean, the odds yeah. of that working surely aren't it's, high. You right. need to you got to synthesize it. Right? You gotta it interpret. Right? You gotta, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and probably to be completely honest, uh, which sounds very harsh, but probably sort of dumb it down a bit and make it a bit more simple. I think for the format and for the likelihood that someone playing a mobile game, I think fundamentally is is much more likely to be in a different headspace to sitting down. Like you said before, you'd sit at your computer and pay for hours. 
playing for hours on a mobile device, I think the odds of that compared to like a computer or console, are, I, I don't know, it feels, feels pretty significant. Right. And so here's where like Sandship comes in, right? Obviously, it looks like it's very inspired by games like Factorio and stuff. And its responsibility as a mobile game is to translate some of that spirit into a mobile game. But the question is, did it get it right? Did it get, did it get that essence of being able to, you know, feel like you're setting up a factory for production um, and taking into consideration how mobile, mobile game players might play this game? Did they get that right? Right. Like thinking of like less than five minute increments of playing, being able to get something out of it. So, yeah, let's talk about that. How was your experience with, with Sandship? Right off the bat, uh, not great. I struggled immediately. But here's the thing: like, I actually when you when you were talking before about a factory style game and comparing it to Factorio, which I'm going to go and do some research on. That sounds pretty fun. But um, my experience with these sorts of games, I actually came from a different angle. I I naively assumed it to be more like some of the games I've played that are. Um, is it what what's that style of thing? Uh, is it mousetrap or rat trap or something where you have to like you build a bunch of things in order to get like, let's say a ball from like A to B and it's like mm, falling through all like these different Like a Rube Goldberg things. machine. Yes. I yeah. kind of thought it'd be more like that, like getting mm. something through a factory floor. Uh, but it, now that you've given me that preface of like what the style of games are like, I can understand that it's probably more about like building, taking raw material and building that into something. And then you build something from that. I assume that's where this was going. But yeah, I mean, so I think like you, I kind of assume that, I had a set expectation of this game coming into it. After looking at the screenshots. And the description. I mean, the description, the description. is pretty good. That's, that right. conjures some good images. It sounds exciting. And so, you know, I really like games like Factorio. And there's other games that have, like, spawned because of the popularity of Factorio. Like, another one is called Satisfactory, which is a great name, by the way. Um, and even <laughs> an games like game. Astroneer, where you kind of, like, have to do some mining. And then, like, you create, essentially, like, machines that take care of all the resources that has, you know, that is in an mind, automated way, right? like you sort of set and forget and then they, they, they go off and do their thing or right. But it's not that like hands free, like you have to con like constantly think about the next steps and building the next machines in order to uh, ultimately like do more with what you're given. Right. Do, do you like this category of game? Is this a game that you enjoy playing in general? This style I, of game? I do because there's something really, you know, fulfilling about starting from like one resource that's given to you. And then coming up with more machines that handle that resource and it makes a more complex thing. And having it That's sort rewarding. of like... That feels yeah. rewarding. And then having it sort of at the, the end product being like something that's really cool, right? And so I think the games that do this well guides you without really guiding you, right? Like a lot of these games are kind of like that sandboxy feel. Interesting. But I feel like that's where this game kind of missed the mark for me. Uh, when when you say guides you without guiding you, what do you mean? Is it is it the kind of thing where you're not even realizing that you're being taught something, or like what's the feeling there? Right, it's kind of like it's a bit more sandboxy, but at the same time, like there are like nice tool tips, and it sort of sets you off, right? And you okay. kind of have to like figure it out on your own. And okay. obviously, like these games, most of the time they're on the desktop, right? They're on like a mouse and keyboard, so you have the ability to kind of like take your time. Whereas a mobile game. You know, you have to think about that like five minute increment. So I do think those are the difficult challenges that it's this more game time probably sensitive. Faced. You probably right. have less time, so that I imagine that means that you probably need to get to know the game and feel like you're making progress in a much shorter amount of time, which probably right. ups the ante for like how important things like the walkthroughs and guides are in a mobile game. I, I would say because you you're very likely to have less time, so you're probably more impatient 
and I'm an impatient gamer. So right. I feel that pretty well. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like on mobile, I'm a pretty impatient gamer as well. So okay. I feel like that's just the expectation that gamers or game developers should have as they're creating mobile games, right? Well, it's interesting that we both came into this. You have the background of playing factory-style games, and I don't. So I'd be curious to see if we both had a similar experience or something different. Right, and I think, okay, so my my experience with this game is also pretty negative, right? Okay. Getting it <laughs> okay. out there. Let's get, get it out there. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be for, like, different per- different reasons. But with that, let's okay. get on to three-by-threes. Yeah, let's do so, it. So three things good and three things bad. I can start us off this time. Yes, please. Let's see. Tell me what you liked. I think like if you're looking for a factory management game, right? And there isn't a lot on the mobile space. Okay. If you can get through the tutorial, I actually think this is a pretty good one because the way that it sort of breaks it down, uh, the way that it lays everything out, and the feeling that you get from a factory style game, I think is available in this game. Yeah. That's that's my first good point. That's interesting to know because I think, as I said before, like you've come into this game with the knowledge of what factory games are. You know what good games are and you enjoy the category. Uh, I came in from a completely different point of view, so I was quite naive walking in. But I did um, off the bat think I was pretty impressed by the level of detail, Uh, Mm. even just right off the bat off the the loading screen and through that kind of intro, um, incredibly detailed. So, uh, you know, I I really appreciated the design um, from the beginning. Yeah, I think that's my second point is that the interface is actually pretty well done. Like... Uh, the way that things are laid out, the way that the tutorial sort of like uh, presents itself to you. There's a lot of personality with the text that they use. That was my second one is the personality behind it. I thought it was really cool. Like right. the voices and the characters. And I, I thought that was nice. There's definitely a lot of love that's been put into this game in order to guide the user through. And I think that's definitely a good point about this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, my third good point is, you know, a lot of these factory games usually is a mouse and keyboard interface. And I know that that's really hard to translate, but I think they did a pretty good job in translating some of that to mobile. There are some concerns that, you know, things are a little bit too small for fine tuning, um, especially when it comes to like putting stuff down, right? There isn't a good way. I wish there was a good way where you can like lay down tracks easily because one of the points about this game is you build a machine and you kind of have to, you know, lay down a conveyor belt between that machine and another machine. And a lot of times, like, these grids aren't really uh, big enough for your finger. I mean, I always have this problem because I feel like, I don't know, my finger, my fingers aren't that big. But at the same time. <laughs> I was waiting for you to talk about <laughs> the size of your fingers. But I think what you're getting at is dexterity, right? Like, not everyone has, like, you know, a stylus-style finger that can just get you know, pinpoint accuracy. And I think exactly. if you add a time element to it as well where you need to do something, you know, quickly, that adds a little bit more of the um, frustration love. Like, oh, I can't quite, like, you're trying to do a thing and you can't quite nail it, but it's likely because of the, yeah, the dexterity of the game. Uh, not right. to do with the size of your finger. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's my next good point is that I think they made some pretty good concessions, but that might actually fall into the negative point as well. Well, it sounds like we also need that? to, almost, okay. almost ready for the negative points. I just want to uh, uh, say that it sounds like, um, it's a positive thing that they've had an attempt to move into the mobile space, given from what you've told me now that there isn't a great deal of them, of these style mobile games, and there's a whole lot more in desktop. So we've got to give them props for attempting to do that. Right. Yes. But let's dive into some of the things that are maybe not so good. Right. Oh, boy. So let me tell you the biggest problem that I had with this game, and it might tell give me. you a clue into like how many days I've spent with this. So okay. while the tutorial is great to get you started, right? right I think the introduction of like being able to... Un- 
to teach you, hey, this is what you need to do in the game. There was a moment where the tutorial got completely stuck for me. No. Well, it just yeah. froze up like you couldn't restart? No, like or... there was a goal that it wanted me to do. And no matter what, I couldn't achieve that goal and I couldn't oh. get out of it. Oh, no. Um, and so it was like doing this one thing where it said, hey, you got to do this thing. And right. for the life of me, I couldn't I couldn't do it. You just like hit a brick wall? There was like a brick. Like, yeah, I just couldn't achieve it. And because oh, no. I couldn't achieve it, it wouldn't move me forward into a point where like I was playing either like the next missions or something like that. But at the same time, like it just wouldn't let me do anything else in that game. I even tried uninstalling it and installing it again. Yeah. That didn't work. I even tried creating another account to like log into it. That didn't work. So I was like just... You've done more steps than most would. Most people would probably just abandon ship at that point. Right, exactly. And I figured, okay, I can actually try and install this onto like my iPad or something and right. get a fresh start there. Yeah, different hardware, sure. But at the same time, I was like, no, I kind of want to be honest with this. Well, not, yeah. I mean, what, not many people would go to that length, I think. Like, I mean, this this space of, we just talked about that, you know, like people not having enough time, being impatient. We, we're both impatient gamers. The fact that you went to those lengths to try and rectify it, which sounds like a bug. That sounds like a genuine bug. Yeah. Ugh, but I see, shame. that's the thing. I don't know if it was a bug or if it was just like not clearly pinpointing the next thing that I had to do. And so while the tutorial was good in teaching me like how to get started, it wasn't really clear enough in the specific thing that it wanted me to do um, in order to like achieve that certain thing. But yeah, that that kind of like made me stop. That immediately stopped me in my tracks. Well, you didn't have a choice, did you? You couldn't go yeah. any further. Um, I found the tutorial. I didn't finish it, mm. but I didn't hit a bug. It just took too long for me. Um, I was way too impatient. But as much as the tutorial was helpful, um, I th- I just, I was so overwhelmed with all the things to be doing, Mm. Um, unfortunately. So that was a big uh, downside for me is I just couldn't, it just wasn't the, the the level of complexity just to get through the tutorial was too much for me. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads me into my second point, which is even though I got stuck in that tutorial, um, I came back to it like a couple of days later. Okay. And even with that, I had forgotten like sort of what the machines did previously. Oh, right. So, yeah. You and probably so, like emptied right. the RAM there. You've not, you've not held on to that, you know, knowledge of exactly. like where you're at. And I think there's something about the way the machines are designed in this game that didn't provide enough clarity or like the purpose of like what they do, right? Like there's You must want a, like a recap. Where, where you, where'd you leave off? You know? Exactly. We need the previously on Sandship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Or if you could just rewind in time 30 seconds and then play it forward to the point that you're at now, like it's like reading a book, you know, like do you ever right. read the previous page before you, if you haven't, I do all the time. Yeah, I'm just all the like, time. What was I doing? Um, so not having that mechanism was tough, eh? Tough to like get your head back in the game, literally. Yeah, and that that kind of like added to the point of like I'm even more lost now and I don't know what Oof, to do. Stacking up. Um, but yeah, do you have any other bad points? I do. Um, I think just in general, and I hinted at that with the tutor- tutorial, uh, it was just so complex, you know, and which was a shame because we talked about how um, how much personality the game has um, and, and how pretty it looked. Like it was really um, interesting to look at, but it was just too complex. Yeah. Uh, I would temper that though with maybe it was the format. I think if I had played it on the iPad or even on on a on a desktop machine, I I think that would have been mm. less overwhelming for me. But totally uh, having that many things to do and look at in a tiny little, I've got a pretty small phone, uh, so I just 
my eyes would glaze. It was just too much. How about you? Anything else? Yeah. Um, my last point is while they made some good concessions into translating a game like this into mobile, um, I still found the the touch thing to be really finicky. Like, right. especially with the machines, like as you plop them down, you actually can put them in different directions. Um, even the tracks, like once you sort of set it, I didn't find a clear way to like unset the tracks, the conveyor belt, uh, to to have them like nice and neat. You know, and right. that's one of the thing about these games is like, once you start putting like a factory down, you kind of want to be neat about things so that you can kind of plan ahead or like make sure that you're putting the tracks like effectively, right? Or like most efficiently because... I was going to ask a, you, why, why bother? Is it just aesthetics or is there actual, is there efficiency gains by like thinking thinking ahead, you know, I think it's a little style. bit of both, right? Okay. It's a little bit of both. Like as the machines not, like get more complex, you have to find out how can I insert this machine without disrupting like the flow of the materials that are moving through or stuff like that. And I kind of, I was just kind of like, trying to foresee that a little bit. Another one of those things where I probably had a little bit more experience in this. But yeah, it was hard to kind of like set that just right. The last one for me was that I just didn't find it to be terribly engaging, I have mm. to say. Um, but I mean, that part, that I think this is where you and I um, diverge a little bit because I don't have experience with factory building games. And in fact, uh, this is probably the first one that I've really attempted to play. Gotcha. Um, however, I am interested in the category. So I may go look up Factoria and uh, try something like that. Yeah, I would actually recommend checking it out. You know, it's actually less than a $20 game, I think. And it's uh, it's an amazing game. And it's one of those games where I feel anyone who watches you do it or like who watches you will be really intrigued by, oh, what's happening there? That's actually really cool. I think if you, even if you see the trailer, like it'll get you pretty excited about what, what it's all about. Okay, good tip. I think I have not lost interest in the category. Uh, but unfortunately, this game was was a tough one for me to stay stay glued to. I totally understand. So, Tice, that being said, what is your final seven-day rating for Sandship, The Last Engineer? My seven-day rating is two out of Ooh. seven. I know. It's tough. I think no, it could be yeah. my lowest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm also two as well. Oh, two. really? Yeah, I got stuck on the first day. Wow. And revisited again, and I was completely lost. Tried doing the uninstall, installing thing. Um, I mean, you, gave it, you gave it a go. Like, that's a, that's a pretty high level. I don't think most gamers, most people, most people playing mobile games, I don't think they would have given, given uh, the problem you found that much effort to try and fix it. So I think that's above ordinary. Right. I mean, but I do like the spirit of it. I just wish I didn't get stuck there. Um, I really feel like I would have given it more of a chance if I wasn't stuck there. But here we are. So that was Sandship, The Last Engineer. Tice, it is now up to you to recommend the game for the next seven days. Yes, I have found a game that looks very, very interesting. Uh, it is available on just about every platform you can think of, which is interesting for me. Like I haven't often played mobile games that are also across all the other things. The game for the next seven days, Sam, is called Pinstripe from Atmos Games. Pinstripe. I can read you the mm. single line description. Would you like to hear it? Yes. An ex-minister ventures through the frozen depths of the afterlife in search of his kidnapped daughter. Ooh, intriguing. Yes. Nice. That is the game you'll be playing for the next seven days. All right. Looking forward to this. It is $1.99 on the Apple App Store. Correct. And I believe you can get it on just about everything else. Cool. All right. So we have seven days to play Pinstripe. But before we go, Tice... Do you have a thing of the week? I do. I do have a rather endearing thing of the week. Uh, there is a television program from the UK called Escape to the Chateau. Have you seen this before? 
No. What is this? It's so lovely. Uh, there is um, a couple from the UK. They moved to France, middle of France, with their two little kids uh, about seven years ago, I believe, and they bought a giant French chateau that used to belong to a, a family back in the hundreds of years ago. And they have been restoring it and they use it for weddings. They have uh, use it for their own wedding. Um, and there's probably four or so seasons. There could be more actually of that. But it's it's the kind of like renovation, uh, home renovation show on a really grand scale. Oh, uh, and it's it's pretty funny because it's these uh, this, this, this British family living in France. So there's lots of um, quirks with living in France. But it's just a very wholesome like very very uh joyous thing to watch because they just love what they do they love their family they try to reuse and recycle everything uh which is really really nice but that's on i believe it's on channel four in the uk Mm. Uh, so you can stream it through that um but it's a great show and it's back and they always do a christmas special which is super lovely uh so that's that's been really good for us to get back into and start watching as 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 it gets a little colder in the winter that's awesome um how can americans watch channel four I believe there is a service called BritBox. I think they can. I think you can get that now in in the US, um, mm. which is a you know a, a way that you can stream it. Um, gotcha. Cool. I was always curious about that, but this guy's name is amazing. It's Lieutenant Colonel Dick Strawbridge. That's Mr. Strawbridge. He did spend a long time in the <laughs> army. Um, you'll probably recognize him. He's just very larger than life, mustachioed. Man um, and his partner Angel, I believe is her name, used to have like an award-winning cupcake sort of bakery in the UK. So just a really interesting background, um, and it's just so wholesome. There's never any like arguments or anything, and even when things go wrong, they kind of laugh it off. Like it's a sort of show that'll make you feel good about a really crazy idea of buying oh, like great. a massive, I mean, massive chateau. And in this latest season, they've been living there for five or six years, and they're still finding rooms they just took a wall down and found this <laughs> wallpaper they've never seen it so it there's something about that that's really uh childlike right. and adventurous and kind of like you know and they have a moat magical a massive right. moat <laughs> that that's they put so fish crazy. in in one of the episodes so uh i recommend it. it's a lot of fun i think you can watch it on britbox um or something like that and i believe there is a rumor that they it may be coming to us netflix at some point in future through some sort of oh. distribution deal so fingers crossed excellent uh but google it um there's some also i think you can watch the latest season on youtube uh like mm. like you can pay for youtube and then watch it there so escape to the chateau check it out cool how about you sam what's your thing of the week my thing of the week is a game that we've been playing together tice it is call of duty vanguard it is the latest oh, yes. of the call of duty series um just a little shout out because i was really not excited about this game at all mm-hmm. when they announced it it's like world war ii Oh, great. It's another Call of Duty game. Right. It's another Call of Duty game. It's another World War II game. Um, And uh, I don't know. There's just something about this game when I saw the trailers, when I actually saw the campaign and um, sort of like the gameplay. I was like, you know, I'll just give it a try. It was super low expectations of not being excited about this game. But now... The multiplayer is actually really fun. The weapons handle really well. They do. Um, there's aspects about uh, everything that just feels like they've corrected since Cold War that I actually really mm-hmm. like. Like, wow, controversial. And then <laughs> the campaign was actually really fun. I enjoyed the campaign, but it got pretty savage by critics. And I think the content, sure, that's one thing, but. One yeah. thing I really liked about the campaign was I enjoyed the way it all kind of came together. It felt 
really well connected. You play as, you know, without any spoilers as a bunch of different characters that all kind of right. work together and you kind of go back in time. I, I thought in general um, I had, just like you, I had very low expectations to be honest, um, but it came together in a, in, in, in a way that I was surprised and kind of happy by. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, I don't know how how long the campaign actually is, but I felt like it was only about five hours. It felt pretty good. I think back like many years ago, the campaigns used to go forever, and then they right. got so they got so short that some games they just just didn't bother. Totally. Uh, so this feels like a good in between. It's like a good compromise between the old days, the new days, and somewhere in between. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like I love that fact that it was kind of short and mm-hmm. it felt complete and like a complete package. And I felt like the the campaign actually incentivized me to play the multiplayer even more because like now you know the characters that were in the campaign. You kind of want to unlock them, you know, you're like, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and you job. know, the campaign wasn't like anything spectacular in terms of like storytelling, but I, I just, you know, like the writing wasn't even that great as well, <laughs> but I just enjoyed it because it was a nice little thing that makes the entire game just a little bit more complete. And yeah, it's, I appreciated it. I remember seeing one note in the credits for Vanguard that said this game was made um, during a pandemic by four different studios and a bunch of engineers and designers at home. And I thought that was really special. I thought that right. they could pull a game like this together given everything that's been going on. Uh, I thought that was quite impressive. Um, and I was de- it was definitely better than I expected. So, yeah, totally. that's, a great, that's a great thing of the week. Yep. Um, but, yeah, still enjoying it. Probably going to play a little bit more of it. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely been sort of the highlight of my weeks since since we last talked. Great. And that's our show. Uh, We have seven days to play. Pinstripe. Pinstripe. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at seven days to play and listen to us on your favorite podcast app by searching for seven days to play. Seven days to play.